Welcome to the Morning Upgrade Podcast with Ryan Cote, where we feature casual conversations with entrepreneurs about personal development and growth. Hey, James, welcome to the Morning Upgrade Podcast. How are you? Hey, how are you? It's good to have you. It's good to talk with you again. <laughs> I was on your podcast and uh, now you're on mine. I like doing these kind of swaps. It's really, I find it really fascinating. Uh, I want to hear your story. I want to hear about your morning routine, your personal development journey, all of that in the next 15, 20 minutes. So let's kick off with you telling my audience of morning upgraders, you know, who you are, what you do for a living, and then give us uh, the biggest win happening in your life right now. Mm, thanks for that. And perhaps this is the best part too. Uh, for those of you that have ever tuned into my podcast, and my talks go a little longer than 15, 20 minutes, but I love this. So you, you threw down the gauntlet, the challenges here, <laughs> we're going to get it done. I love it. So <laughs> thanks. And, you know, I like to think of myself as an artisan of experience. And uh, my passion is just purely to create transform- you know, transformational experiences for myself and others as a way to just really explore what it means to truly live. Years ago, I founded uh, Weekly Wins and Losses, and uh, I help people in and on this platform, helping people in their journey to embrace all of life. And that's right, all of, which is both wins and losses equally. And why do we do this? Well, it's pretty obvious. We all want to activate the place where we gain the courage needed to do difficult things. We all want to learn to pivot. And how? With power and with poise. While gaining that mental and emotional mastery needed to truly live, that fulfilled life that we all crave, right? And, and, and really, who wants to wait for the storm to pass? We all know people during COVID who waited for COVID to be over before they did much. We observe these things and we say, well, why instead of waiting for the storm to pass, why not instead jump at the opportunity to engage now? So of course, engaging now intellectually and with a heart and not just throwing stuff around, but actually looking at it and going, what does the world need more now? And, and instead of waiting, doing something about it now. So instead of waiting and hoping and praying and <laughs> all of this stuff, uh, there's something that we can participate with it now if we choose to. What did you ask? What's a win that I've experienced recently? Before we go to that, James, I think it'd be helpful for my audience just to know the full story. You used to own a bunch of businesses too. Can you just give us a quick rundown of what that was? So I used to own a land development company and a custom home construction company. And I also owned Bone Density Clinic. So those are the three pieces that had several moving pieces within them. So I only, currently, I only have investments and I work one-on-one in group setting within this personal development work and it's within wins and losses the program there excellent okay and then the the biggest win happening in your life right now what does that look like that's a really good one i think what we're doing now right here is the biggest win (laughs) what i need to say (laughs) is uh collaboration and i think you and i talked about this just briefly but i'll unpack it perhaps a little bit more the way i'm going to answer this i read a while ago that the best things in life come when we take and the growth in our life. So the things that we really want comes, of course, in areas of discomfort. And that discomfort comes when we look at the areas that we say we don't want. So it's an old unwant. It's an old unneeded. And of course, those are things that are the old unsafe things. And we take those things and we observe them and we say, listen, for me to go from where I currently am to where I want to be, what's required? And I came into this very simple philosophy. It's simple, but it's harder said than done because let's be honest, you choose things that are unsafe because it helps you get to where you currently are. And so to move beyond it, you have to revisit and say, is it really true that me holding this value and this belief of it's unsafe and and also unneeded and unwanted, is this really benefiting what I'm doing here? And, And again, 
you, know, you look at what you currently have and what you currently have reached and accomplished, sure, it's beneficial for there. So not blame it, but we have to go beyond. And so to make safe, <laughs> to make safe other people, and it's kind of hilarious because I work, man, I've done this now for uh, since 2012, so it's been 10 years working one-on-one in group setting with people, but literally to make other people in collaboration safe. And so I'm on your <laughs> talk and I'm collaborating with you, Ryan. And so I have just discovered so much joy unfolding in real time and experiencing myself while I experience your nuance in my life and how it resonates in the you, you know, the two of us just picking off one another to grow. So I think that's been the biggest win of my life. Just a choice, yeah. a, you know, choice to make something safe that was once dangerous. Yeah, I agree on the collaboration. Like doing this podcast, you know, it doesn't feel like work. You know, it is work, of course. It's a lot of work, but it doesn't feel like it because A, you know, I, I know I'm putting out content that's gonna help people. But then to your point, the collaboration, just meeting if I think about the last ninety two guests I've had, I think it is now, it's just different I'm meeting different people, people I never would have met and, and in some cases collaborating where, you know, I'm on their podcast, they're on my podcast. But regardless, that connection, that collaboration, it does it it, mm. it fills my cup. And so I think that's kind of piggybacking on what you said. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I want to find out about your morning routine. I already know kind of what it is and it's it's uh, it's a good one, but I want to put pause on that for one second. And I want to ask you a question. Since I've been on your podcast and we've, we're talking before we start recording, I've gotten to know you a little bit. And I was telling you before that you're, I find you at least a, a, to be a deep thinker, meaning like if I ask you a question, you've got a very like layered response that connects the dots. Like you think of things that I would never have thought of and I'm not sure how exactly how to articulate that. But my question is like, how do you do that? Is it a skill set that you have tips around for my audience? Have you always been like that? I don't know. What what does that answer look mm-hmm. like for you? Mm-hmm. Well, just to give you a bit of context, and thanks for that question. I don't think I've ever been asked that question. So I like this. It, you know, it helps me to bring to the surface what's really in there. And, and so why I do and how I do what I do. And it's it's a really good one. What's interesting is my the first thought that comes to mind is I don't know what do I do I just do what I do and that brings to heart that I once used to deny myself the right to feel that what and who I was and to love myself first was a good thing and so I would blame myself I would find fault right instead of looking for where I could hold responsibility and enjoy and appreciate life and experience it and go deep I would look at it going and why am I like this because let's be honest we all know this if you ask somebody to think, oftentimes they'll get mad at you because thinking requires energy. And some people go, listen, my libidinal energy, it's been vested, it's been taken, it's it's already been used, or it's or its allocation is going there. And now you're asking me to think here. I never I never scheduled this in, right? And so ask people to think, and they typically oftentimes they can get mad at you. And however, ask people or tell them a joke, and what'll happen? They love you. <laughs> okay. So Tying that together with, there's a little thing, a little dynamic, which I just call uh, how to best translate your value to the world. And I'll just make it easy. I'm not a reductionist by nature, but I'll say I'll make easy just creating two groups of people. One group of people, they learn so that they can complicate. And they do that because that's their solution. Because if you don't complicate, then maybe the people never come back to you for repeat business. The other way around is you learn to make easy and to simplify. And so you really want, you're the kind of person that's authentic, open, and you just want to share And because you really want to help. And you're thinking to yourself, I want to make as simple as I possibly can to get people the outcome that they really crave. And so how would I do this other than 
that I would share it all, but share it from a context and the way that they'd understand it. And so even now with my answer, you ask a short question, my answer is becoming long. And the idea is never that I desire to complicate, because if you desire to complicate the answer, then oftentimes you're solving for significance, meaning you're just trying to be about yourself. And the idea is I'm trying to make really simple, but the only way that I know how to make simple is to go to the to the infrastructure, go to the depth, find the thing beneath it all that creates everything. And so I find, for example, and I think I've mentioned this to you before, but I don't find myself engaging in social media. Why? Because those platforms don't make room to navigate nuance. If you try to navigate nuance on, on social media, typically you're going to get in trouble. Okay. Yeah. So, so you just don't do this. Right. So, you know, I think I was, hey, I'll say I was born with an interest. My son, who's 15, up to 17, 15, my son, who's 15, he was born of high functioning autism. And they do say that high functioning autism and autistic, and I, I mean, I've never been tested, Ryan, or, and for your audience, so I have no idea, but I have worked on myself ferociously. So some of this, it is a natural craving to be like, and what's beneath it? Because I love thinking. I, you know, I've always loved that part. However, the part that allowed the thinking and the layers and the little buddy trails to tie together is that I began to accept instead of blame myself. I used to lose my way constantly and then I'd blame and I'd shame myself into the space. Whereas in now, what I look at is I say to myself, this is how I'm made and I enjoy this spot. And again, this is the best way that I know how in for my style to take something that the world is wondering about and unpack it in such a way and tie it together so that there's something they can do about it and the simplicity. So when you say a tip, well, if I would look and think of a tip, I would say, you know, and I'm 46 years old. So one of the tips that I have real, one of the things specifically in life, there's typically, you know, the first half and then the second half. Second half doesn't need to come at 40. Typically it does at 40 or so. And that's because you have gone through a life experience that isn't just simple anymore. And you just can't solve it. You can't manage, fix, or control it anymore. It just isn't going to work. You can't, uh, help it cross the finish line. You carry it on your back. You can try. It's not going to work. So typically, men, women, second half of life, the entry of that stage, they realize they got to do something different. And so there's specific work that will have you lean into. So for me, I love Father Richard Rohr. So I was raised in a very Christian home. My dad is a mega, or a mega. My dad is a pastor of a mega church. I am a believer of of sorts, but I am now inclusive. I'm not exclusive. So I make room for different ways of being. Love to me is the ultimate thing. But I'll say this. You have to, you absolutely have to come to a place where what you appreciate is that leaning into listening to what the other person appreciates and then going directly for that. So I don't know if that answers your question at all, other than to say, this is just who I am. I've developed some things. Father Richard Rohr, for those of you who want to check it out, what he's about is looking at your life and answering the call of what has once worked for me in life, and then write that down. So listeners, if you want to do that, and then after you've written it down, go, now, which of these things that I wrote down that once worked for me currently no longer do? And that's the shift right there. And the shift happens where you're going to realize that much of the first half of life was built on answers, and much of the second half of life, if you want to live really well, is built on questions, and questions energize you the same way that answers energize you in the first half of life. Yeah, sounds like a good journaling exercise for sure. Love it. So you've got a, a 
pretty intense morning routine. I and that's with things that I didn't know were were a thing. And so, I, and you know, my morning routine is very short, and yours is uh, you've got multiple things you do. And I'd love for you to share with my audience, you know, what you do in the morning to start the day off on on the best foot possible. I think it's really interesting. So I'll try to make it as simple as possible. So my morning routine involves a few things. The first step of the morning is to activate my discomfort. That's the first thing. So there's a few proponents that I do within that. Number one is I do an ozone treatment. And an ozone treatment, and, and you know, I do it rectally. So it's a, um, you know, it, it hits the whole system. And I have this little ozone device and I uh, put it in a bag. And then I just, you know, you know inject it oral or like, you know, through the rectum. And what it does is it brings out a, a slight fever response. So it basically, and hormesis. So your body will, will go into slight fever response. Your temperature will rise just slightly. And it's actually ozone is the infrastructure to your health. Uh, ever add an adjunct to your health? That's the foundation of your health, meaning not a specific treatment, but the, the treatment that will make all other things more powerful. Like I take supplements, different things. Ozone is the thing that will make everything you do that much more powerful. So I do ozone. And after I do ozone, I hop on my vibrating plate and I have my red light therapy flashing behind me. Flashing charges your cells. If the lights are static, um, you do more on healing. So if your muscles are sore, you do that. But I typically, I don't have sore muscles. I work out, but I just do a you know, like a, a workout that doesn't draw so that I go through pain. I uh, build strength differently. But anyway, so while I'm standing on the vibrating plate, the one thing that I love about it is uh, that thing I think vibrates or moves you, what is it, 18 different positions at the same time. So your body is constantly being thrown off balance, constantly. And so I'll, I'll balance on with one leg and I'll do some stretches on there. And what I love it is it wakes my body up. It makes my body go, okay, okay, are you awake? Are you awake? Because here's the thing. We only ever gain strength if we're off balance. If you, as humans who are listening to this show, think about when you're walking, which human walks on two legs at the exact same time? It doesn't happen. A kangaroo, perhaps, a human not. So your strength comes when you initiate your discomfort. Your strength comes when you're out of balance. So even my workout, I actually do that. Uh, on that vibrating plate later on that you know later on in the afternoon third thing i do is hop into my sauna which like the ozone elevates my temperature core you know body temperature so it's infrared sauna so i heat up from the inside it's really like it's, I think it's about 170 degrees on the outside so what i'm in the, the you know temperature is that but it heats the cells from the inside and i'll drink roughly eight to ten glasses of water and i'll sweat it i think most of it's out so i'm in there for about an hour hour and ten minutes at 170 degrees. And then I'll either hop in the ice bath before I hop in the sauna or after. So ice bath with ice in the tub or ice shower. And so first stage of my day is really activating my discomforts. My morning routine, actually what it involves. And so this is for all your, you know, you know, for all you listeners, whether you have an ozone device, a vibrating plate, really what I'm getting at is putting yourself first. So I do have established non-negotiable routines. However, they're not militant. Rather, they're flexible. People go, well, what does that mean? It sounds like they're contradictory. <laughs> You're flexible, but, but you've, just, you've established non-negotiable. What is that? How, how do you reconcile those two? Well, when I say flexible, when I wake up in the morning, I put myself first in all things, meaning sometimes I do my ozone and vibrating plate and sauna in the morning. Sometimes I do in the evening. I listen to what my body calls for. So I tune into my cellular 
frequency, basically. I listen to what my cells want. I have an aura ring. I have all these measuring things, but and that was fine, and I still use them. However, I listen to the feels of what's happening in real time. So my routine basically does this. It puts myself first. And so whether I do these activating my discomforts in the morning or some of them in the evening, what I'll say is this. Before I start my day in the office, the one thing that happens when I say put myself first is I feed and flood myself with gratitude and love. So a few exercises I marked on what I'm grateful for. I marked on what it is that I most appreciate, what it is that I most appreciate and love about myself. What is it that I know I want to maybe grow through today? And um, uh, and then I do a little devotional, just a little reading. You know, it's a non you know it's a non faith based, but it is a spiritual base, and it, it stretches me. I'll be honest, it stretches me to own my masculinity well. So I critically assess. Um, you know, in, in relation to power, how I treat women, how, how I uh, treat those that have less power, less money, whatever it ends up being. So I do these really deep things and I really flood the receiving part of me and the giving part of me. And the reason I do this is love is a circle. So unless you receive and give, it's not complete. It's not love. So I make sure that I'm, that I'm full, I'm bathed in love so that when I begin my day, I'm not looking, meaning I'm not actually becoming a taker in the world, but I can just be, and I can just help people be where they're at, enjoy myself where I'm at. So I don't know if that answers your question, but that's the short that I can bring. So there you go. No, no, it does. I mean, it's like it, it, as many morning routines I've, as I've heard, those are the ozone treatment and the vibrating plate. I just never, I never, I've never heard about those things. That's why I wanted you to talk about it because I like to expose mm-hmm. my audience to a variety of different elements of a morning routine, short to long to everything in between. And so I appreciate you sharing. Do you feel a difference if you don't do it? Maybe not one day, but a couple of days in a row? Great question. I used to feel ashamed if I didn't do it because as you'll yeah. notice in my answer earlier, I said non-militant. I used to feel ashamed. So that was the emotion. And of course, I had to answer the question, what is it that I want to feel? What is it that I really do feel? I'm like, do I really enjoy doing these things? I just asked myself that question. I'm like, actually, I really enjoy it. So here's the thing. If I didn't do it, then why would I say that I feel ashamed that I didn't do it? If I enjoy it, it's just like, no, I just didn't do it that day. It's just, there's no other reason I just didn't do it. But I'll tell you something. What do I feel when I do? So if you ask me, if I hop on, so in to your point, to your listeners, ozone, for example, I could talk about any of the other ones, but I'll just speak into the ozone and the vibrating plate. The vibrating plate, oh my goodness, <laughs> that son of a gun. Instead of having an afternoon cup of coffee at four o'clock or two o'clock, and you know half-life of coffee stays in you for six hours, whatever it ends up being. Instead of doing that, you hop on the vibe plate and you vibe on there for 10, four, 10 to 14 minutes and you got energy surging through your veins. The vibe plate flushes your lip. Your lip has actually no circulation pump. So unless you get on something like that, your lymph isn't moving. Your lymph isn't fl- isn't moving at all. So do I feel something? Absolutely. With the red lights behind me, well, I've done an experiment just using red light therapy. Again, they use the, the red lights that I have, and you can find them, by the way, 
at truedark.com. So for your guests, type in www.truedark.com. Or you can go to other more pricey ones. I found these and I, you know, I biohacked my way. And so the inventor of the pricey company, he's got this other company, builds exact same products, same me. So I just built this wall of these things and I got the lights on. And I'll, I'll tell you something. They actually use these lights in surgical wards. So if you have a wound or a wound, if you have an incision and before they uh, close it off inside of you, so it's a, you know, let's say it's a body part, they'll put this red light, shine it on that area and it'll bring healing. Okay, so if I ever have, and I have eczema sometimes, I'll put it on those areas and it just heals dramatically. My sister had tennis elbow and there's something really wonky with your elbow. She used the red light. I'm not here to sell anything other than to say, you know, you couple. And so I utilize the vibe plate and the lights, you couple that together. And what I like to do is I like to maximize. So I have it set up where I don't have to double my time. I'm standing on the vibe plate while I max. So I'm, I'm doing that wherever I go and I maximize. You know, I'm not an anxious presence. I'm not thinking I'm going to run out of time. I used to think <laughs> my old philosophy in life was, I just hope I get everything done in my life. And I'll probably be one of these people that's going to slide into the grave sideways and be like, Ooh, oh boy, I sure hope that I got everything done. But now I'm kind of like going, you know what? I'm going to get done whatever I do. I'm just going to be as smart as I can with my time or whatever happens. I think that's going to be exactly enough time. So there you go. <laughs> Man, this was a super fascinating conversation, James. I'm sure people are going to want to reach out to you to learn more about what you do. If, if that's the case, where should we send them? So firstly, I'm creating a whole bunch of audio books. So that's going to be coming shortly. And so you're going to be wanting to look out for those things. I'm also going to be relaunching. I have a weekly wins and losses live call. So anyone can come, enjoy the call, hop on where we explore time. And whoever wants to share, they can share a, a win from the week and a so a loss. And then we do this work where we are all about not converting it into a positive and meaning not convert away from a negative or convert from a positive into like something different. What we literally are about is taking whatever we have been dealt and energizing yourself to participating in wanting what's directly in front of us, which means we get to engage with it. So that's coming up shortly. However, for those just in a really simple way, you want to come for the ride of your life, visit www.jameshepner.com. So that's spelled J-A-M-E-S-H-E-P-P-N-E-R.com. Or you can email me directly at coach at jameshepner.com. So that's C-O-A-C-H at jameshepner.com. Perfect. Thanks, James. Thanks for everything you shared. Appreciate it. Lovely. You take care. Oh, one last thing. Weekly Wins and Losses podcast. Just remember. So sorry. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We'll link it up in the show notes. Thanks, James. Okay, take care. Thanks for listening to the Morning Upgrade Podcast. Please subscribe and review. And don't forget to visit us at morningupgrade.com for more content.